Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome to another edition of the Bleed Loss Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to the pro and college basketball, uh, UFC, MMA, and so much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events. If you head on over to betonline.ag today, or if you use your mobile device today to join, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure that you use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. And stopping by the Carnazada for a few minutes, uh, someone that we've all looked forward to, uh, to talking to for a minute. Uh, he's a big-time prospect in the Dodger system, a name that a lot of folks have been hearing, and I'm excited to talk to him. Gavin Stone. Gavin, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so let's just get right into it. You're, uh, you're uh, rated as a highly touted prospect. I know the, uh, the, the media rigmarole is always going to be uh, along the lines of uh, you know where, where you're at, but I know that's not how the Dodgers do it, right? The Dodger way is a little different. And, and, uh, you know, the, the whole thing of, you know, when you hear about prospects and all that, you don't really get to see them, but we actually heard from, from some major league guys that said, you, you, uh, you got some stuff, you have some stuff then you probably could have thrown for the big team last year. So I wanted to ask you starting there, instead of talking about the minor league stuff, how was it thrown to the big guys? And, uh, and did that get in your head any at all? No, it was awesome. First off, it was awesome to get up, get up there and go you know, pitch to those guys and experience what that Dodger Stadium feeling feels like a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, just meeting those guys. I had a lot of fun with it. It was one-time experience, like a lifetime experience. Um, but, I mean, we were here for the Stay Hot Camp, and I knew that, you know, there was – I was going to be in the Stay Hot Camp, and I wasn't going to get called up unless, you know, something major happened. But – it was a great feeling, you know, just to get that opportunity to, you know, go to stay hot camp and be a be an option for the playoffs. But, you know, we got a long year this year. Hopefully, hopefully that happens this year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I wanted to ask you: you you had kind of a, a weird, I don't want to say weird, but unconventional, uh, uh, even kind of role in college because you were you were a closer, and then they when you were a junior, if I'm not mistaken, they threw you into the rotation, um, and then also even when you were drafted. Uh, you know, the, the whole, you know, slot money and all that stuff was kind of under the radar too. So with all of that, when you got into the, into the, the organization, how, how open were the Dodgers were with everything as far as kind of what they expected from you and, and, and kind of how did they throw you into everything? Yeah. You know, I think just with the Dodgers organization, they have a lot of leniency and like, let us kind of mold our own path a little bit. And uh, I'm thankful for that because I definitely got, you know, a lot of experience in watching other guys and learning, you know, what I'm supposed to do and and uh, um, just uh, watching watching people come through and, and go out and, you know, learning what's right and wrong. And, and the Dodgers have a lot of leniency, so that just allowed me to, you know, just be myself and do what I wanted to do. And, 
and uh, you know uh, be be very personable with a lot of people and and get to know them and know their know how they operate and uh, that allowed me you know just to get close with a couple of uh, coordinators here that really that I really clicked with and uh, I think that's been a big part of you know the Dodger the success that I've had is because of them but um, I never looked at it as you know just being under the radar or or you know just being a, a, a low slot always wanted a great opportunity for myself and I wanted to create a great opportunity for myself and I feel like that's uh, you know the Dodgers gave me that chance and I'm very thankful for it and uh, I'm just trying to make the best of it right now no absolutely and I mean I, I feel like you're you're taking advantage of that as well I, I always ask pitchers as a foreign pitcher myself because obviously everyone's stuff is graded right everyone says you know your fastball sits at this place you know slide or whatever what do you think is your best pitch uh, I mean, I would have to go with the changeup. I've developed a lot of confidence in it, uh, you know, since since college, um, you know, and and going back to you know the coordinators that we have in our, our organization, they're great. They're great minds. Uh, they know what they're talking about. And uh, one of them uh, by the name of Ryan Dennick, he actually showed me the grip uh, and you know helped me on my changeup. And um, ever since then, it's just been a, it's just been a big pitch for me, but. Uh, I didn't have it in college. Uh, in college, I was always just a, a two-seam slider guy, which I don't throw either of those pitches now. Or I throw a two-seam, but obviously my slider is, has, has gotten a lot better since college. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to go with the changeup, obviously, just because of the swing and miss and, and the confidence that I have in the pitch. Well, you threw a changeup right there because most guys will go fastball or, or something else off-speed, right? So, Juan, I think, the, again, we've talked about this. The Dodgers are, are are getting the youth right, and uh, and that answer was the perfect answer. Go ahead, Juanito. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, G- Gavin, I I hear. Uh, w- would you call that a twang, or a, what? What would you call that in your accent there? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this is normal back home. I've I've spent two months in Arkansas, so it, it's kind of stuck with me now. Just hearing everybody around during the season, like throughout the season, it it'll kind of you know kind of drift away from me I'll, I'll kind of sound a little bit normal but for now it's the southern <laughs> accent that that we're riding with so, so let me let me ask you this uh you know everybody tells me that in the south it's all football 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 you know you know is is king in the south but when you come out and you're a baseball player how did you be how did you get interested in baseball or was football your first love out there oh so I went to a small 2A school in, in Arkansas, and so we didn't even have football at my high school. Um, so I never even got the opportunity to play it. So that's that's why I was so big into probably, you know, baseball and and, and a couple other outdoor sports, just because they were outdoor and, and basketball's indoor. But, you know, that, I think that's why I kind of got big into baseball is just because we didn't have football and, and we were I never got the opportunity to play it. So baseball has always been my first love. So who were the teams that you followed as a kid? Uh, the Cardinals. Being so close to Missouri, you kind of just follow the Cardinals. And and uh, uh, when Albert Pujols and David Eckstein and, you know, Scott Rowland were on that, on that squad, that, that's who I watched. That's who I liked watching. And so ever since then, we were big Cardinals fans. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out here. When you come become a regular in L.A. and a huge star, there's, we got beef with the Cardinals, and it goes back a long time, Gavin. And I know you're you're a young kid, so you may not know the history of how much the Cardinals just kick our ass. Every once in a while, we kind, but 
just be careful mentioning the Cardinals in LA when you get to LA. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking out oh, for yeah. you, Matt. I'm definitely not a Cardinals fan anymore. I'm definitely not a Cardinals fan. After they beat us a couple times in Springfield, definitely not. <laughs> so you what has been you have kind of become this urban legend in the sense of you've been going up the lat in all the different levels in minor in the minor league system. You started in Rancho Cucamonga, then you were in Great Lakes, then you were in Tulsa. You ended the season in Oklahoma City. What was the biggest adjustment for you going to a different level? Were there any surprises? Were there anything that you experienced that you were like, whoa, uh, where did that come from? Um, for me, I just try to make it very simple. You know, I mean, it's the same game. Just I got to step on the mound and throw strike one. You know, my stuff's got to be there. Um, but no, it was a very easy transition. We have a lot of great guys in, in the Dodgers clubhouse and and I think that's just a credit to the Dodgers because, I mean, they don't bring in bad people. I don't feel like anybody you talk to will, will, won't say a negative thing about anybody. I mean, they're all great people, and, and the players that we bring in are very personable. And, and so they just make the clubhouse a lot more, a lot better feeling and make it comfortable for new guys to come in. And I was very thankful that I got to go to three, you know, affiliates this year and meet a lot of new people and, and uh, develop those relationships. So... It was very easy for me. I mean, just, just, you know, making those relationships, and I think that is key. Look, this is a safe space, Gavin. You can say whatever you want. You, you, you don't have to be humble. I mean, we hear all these stories of all these guys who struggle going from low A to single A, and you just made it look easy. I mean, you had, like, ridiculous numbers on here. And meanwhile, we're hearing all these other names but you're the one that's smoking everybody. So when you're going through the going to like double A or you're going to triple A, did you have any experience with any major leaguers that are doing rehab assignments and then you just made them look silly at the plate, being like, Hey, my name is Gavin Stone. Welcome to the minor leagues there, veteran. You know, I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in my catchers. I feel like my catchers know what they're doing. So most of the time, you know, I don't even see the I don't even recognize who the hitter is. And so I just try and, you know, treat every hitter the same. And, you know, I got to get them out at the end of the day or else I won't get called up. And so that's just my mindset on the mound is no matter who's in the box, no matter what's what's going on, you know, you, you got to get that out or, or you got to get through that inning or, you know, you got to make a pitch, uh, you know, or, or that's it. You get stuck. And that's one thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to get stuck. And, uh, um, you know, just – just simplifying everything and just, you know, executing what I can do instead of just thinking about the hitter. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't really focus on, you know, who I face, but one guy I did get to face was Kyle Lewis. Uh, he won the Rookie of the Year a couple of years ago, so that was pretty sweet. So are you conscious of that when you're in the minor leagues? Are you aware of the big league roster? When you say you don't want to be stuck down here, when you see, oh man, the big league roster is stacked. I mean, I mean, how am I going to break through that rotation? Is is that? A, are you consciously aware of that, or you just feel like, hey man, if I'm good enough, there's no way they can ignore me? Yeah, yeah, and that's been the whole mindset the whole time. Is if I'm good enough, then they can't ignore me. And so that's what I've been trying. That's what I've been trying to do. You know, since I got to pro ball, and and uh, that's what I'm going to continue to do. And uh, I mean, I just feel like if if being being undervalued and and being a, a you know a low slot pick and and uh, uh, you kind of just have to have that mindset I guess 
And uh, that just allows it to make it a lot easier for me uh, just because I have one goal and that's my goal and that's get people out and, you know, not don't be ignored. I'm always curious, how do, how do your parents deal with you being far away and they're not being able to see all your games or, or do they go and see all your games? Well, thankfully, you know, Tulsa and Oklahoma City are fairly close to Arkansas. So they got to come out a lot last year, but um, the first year I was in Rancho, and um, you know they didn't get to come out a lot. But last year they did, so it was it was it was really refreshing, you know, get to see a lot of familiar faces quite often, um, you know, on the weekends. Um, so it was good. It was good, and and I hope that I hope that they get to come out a lot this year too. Damn, Alonzo, I wish I would be this good that I could just nonchalantly be like, hey, man, baseball is easy. I don't understand what these guys are talking about. I don't I don't know why these guys are struggling so much. Well, here's the thing, though, is like like we talk about it, right, is is the development that the Dodgers Dodgers uh, pride themselves on. Right. And, and obviously it's a youth movement this upcoming year. And even a guy like Gavin has a shot at, at making the roster potentially. Right. But the thing that's terrifying about Gavin Stone is this. So in double A. He had an ERA of 160 uh, over over 14 games. Uh, in six games, granted a sample size, his ERA went down, 1.16. That's preposterous, Gavin. And yet you're still acting like it's, eh, it's, it's whatever. You know, I'm here to do my job. But also, that's a testament to the organization because he also knows the task at hand because, I mean, they're, let's be honest, the Dodgers are also stacked at pitching, right? And that's what I wanted to ask you, Gavin, with, with the veterans that the Dodgers have, and and you were lucky enough to be around some of them, you know, whether it was rehab assignments or or in big league camp and all that. How you know what is it that you kind of take away from seeing those guys that kind of get your mind right, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, just watching their daily daily work. I mean, you watch those guys and you can just tell that it's different. You know, it, this is their job. This is this is what they love to do, and you can tell that in every single one of these guys that I've seen walk in. I mean, if you don't love it, then you're not going to make it. That's what, that's the biggest thing that I've gotten from, you know, just watching these guys and, and, and learning from them and just what they've, what they've relayed to me and the advice that they've given me is if you don't love it, you're not going to make it. And all these guys love it and you can tell and makes it a lot, a lot, a great organization to play for because not only do the players love it, but the coordinators love it. And, you know, everything, everybody just meshes so well together. Um, But, you know, Going into big league spring training, that's something I'm looking forward to is just watching and observing these guys and, and learning from them and, you know, um, asking questions and and um, and uh, being personable and, and talking to them and, and getting their insights on stuff. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, and I have to ask this naturally, because obviously social media, media, that's a thing now, right? I grew up in the cusp of, I mean, I had a MySpace page. That's how old I am. Juan, I think, probably had a MySpace page, too. No, uh, I used to write notes in class. That's how I it. He, he had pigeons sending notes. Yeah, I had the houses. pigeons sending. The way we knew where everybody was hanging out were all the bicycles that were outside someone's house. That's yeah, how hey, we that, knew where everybody was hanging out. That's how we were when we were little. We would drive around in the summers on our bikes looking for people to play baseball sandlot baseball backyard baseball but kids don't do that anymore that gives me hope because that even wasn't that long ago i mean my kid now is like no i mean i I, thankfully my kid likes to go to the library that's around here but uh but that's about it the rest of the time and say hey can i go play Fortnite with my buddies okay cool um 
But but I gotta ask, do do you or do your family or does anyone ever get in your ear about all the hype that's around you? Oh no, no. They're very no, my family does a great job of just I'm not I don't like to talk about, you know, baseball in general. I love baseball, but I don't like to talk about, you know, all the all of the, you know, just things that have happened. Um, but so they're very they're very good about that and and uh, you know, they, they they treat me like the same person that I that I have always been to them and, and that's their son and I'm very thankful for that and that it's not the other way around. I keep telling you, Juan, that the kids are going to be all right in this organization because of stuff like that. The Dodgers have uh, have, have, have cultivated a good culture. I, I have to ask you, while you're home, while you're in Arkansas, obviously you have some free time. You're working out, staying in shape. We have to say that's what the Dodgers don't get mad. But while you're home, what uh, what is it that you like to do while you're home? Oh, uh, well, see, I'm only home, you know, just for these those two months. Uh, yeah. We do it. We duck hunt, you know play basketball, pick up basketball, um, you know, hang around family. Um, really they're all, all there is to do really right now is to hunt. Like people, we duck hunt a lot. Um, and that, it's always great because I get to hang out with, the, you know, my buddies back home and, uh, you know, get to, get to build those connections with them again and, and relate to them again. So that's always good, you know, just to be back home and, and wind down with them. Uh, you know, before before st- stuff starts to get going again, I am too tropical to duck hunt. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, a buddy of mine and I went years ago, and it, I no, it was I'm not I'm not built for that because I'm I, I prefer palm trees and stuff like that. A little oh, bit yeah. of humidity. Oh, I would I do too. Trust me. Don't don't get me wrong. I hate being in the cold. I hate you being in the cold, but I love killing ducks. <laughs> that's hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I. Uh, I, I want. I always ask this to guys because, as you know, a lot of guys that uh, that go pro sometimes don't get the full college experience, and you you got the full college experience. I, I wanted to ask you, which do you prefer? Kind of as working your ranks up in the pros, obviously you're getting paid is the difference, or did you prefer the college experience? No, I I mean, I love going to college just because of the people that I got to meet, and you know, I developed you know great relationships. My best friends are from college. And so I'm very thankful that I got to go to college and, and UCA was a great spot for me. Uh, just mid major D one in Arkansas. Um, it was a great spot for me. Um, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity, but I do love, I do like pro ball a lot more. Pro ball has been a lot of fun for me, you know, just, you know, get it, getting to interact with, with great minds and great people and, and being around the game as much as we can. Cause we play every day and we're, we're at the field, 12 hours a day it seems like so you know just being around the game a lot more is 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 makes it a lot more enjoyable how many guys do you live with when you're when you're in in, in season uh so starting last year they paid for our apartments so we yeah. only had to live with one other person so that was really nice but the prior year whenever i was in rancho we had probably six guys in a two-bedroom house and it just it doesn't work but we made it work <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the reason I ask because, you know, the stark contrast, it's a little different, right? Because you're not packed in like sardines, you know, eating PB&Js, and now you at least have an apartment with you might have a hot and spicy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hey, those are good, too. I yeah. I, I hammer peanut butter and Nutellas every day. That's my <laughs> snack, butter and Nutellas. I'll eat those till the day I die. But also, they're not terrible for you. Just like if you were just to eat just bagels and cream cheese, big stark difference. Go ahead, Juanito. 
Well, we're going to start wrapping things up, Gavin. But one of the things I want to point out to our listeners and to our viewers, you know, Gavin talked about how you need to love this. I want you guys to know this. All right. He's in Arizona right now getting ready for the season. And he's you're you're staying what with four other guys right now, Gavin? Yeah. Yeah. You guys got air mattresses, you know, all over all over the floor. This is the struggle again, and this is why I advocate all the time players need to get paid. They need to get paid because there's so many years where they struggle. Where, you know, you've, I mean, he just mentioned it. This is last year was the first year they started paying for their housing before we would hear all these nightmare stories about minor leaguers. So, Gavin, what I wanted to let you know, I, well, what I wanted to ask you was, in terms of the the struggle, put it, I know you baseball is easy for you, but <laughs> there are some times that you are going to face adversity and the mental aspect of the game. How do you prevent it from consuming you? I hear this from major leaguers where they say, hey, man, it's all about confidence. A lot of the times when I struggle, it's not because of my mechanics. It's because of the my, my mental aspect. I'm, mentally, I'm not right. What is your mental preparation for for the game for playing baseball? Yeah, that's yeah. So last year I actually tried to take a uh, tried to uh, uh, I guess take a bigger jump and you know you know practicing my mental before going out to starts and and you know just throughout the day and I think that really helped just you know sim because I just try to simplify things and be as simple as I can because I know. If I do what I have to do, then then good things are going to happen. And so I think that's just the approach that I have to have, you know, with my mental is just to simplify things and 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 only can control what I can control. I mean, that's the big thing you hear is control what you can control. Um, and, and it's true. And it's true. Um, and I tr so I try not to worry about, you know, outside factors uh, such as, you know, just live that living situations or or, you know, just other things like that, um, you know, um, and that's the thing is all these guys have a consistent mindset. You know, they come in each day with with one goal and task or one goal on mind and, and they get it accomplished every day. And so I think that just speaks volumes to the mindset and the mentality and the consistency that they have and, and, and how strong they have to be mentally and, and how, uh, I guess, obedient they are to be doing it for so long. Um, but, yeah, that's something that I tried to elevate last year was just, you know, taking a bigger – bigger jump in my mental game. And, and I think that played dividends uh, all year. Okay. We're going to end the show the way we always end the show. Uh, you know, we refer to our show as the carne asada, Gavin. I don't know how familiar you are to Mexican food, but being that we're all Mexicans on this show, it, it's just, we're just hanging out and we're just talking. So this is a series of rapid fire questions that we like to call kickback questions. So my first question is, I, I know you, you're a golfer, so um, this might this might date me, but are you a Caddyshack fan or a Happy Gilmore fan? I, you know, I like I love Adam Sandler. I've always told people this since I was in high school: is I just want to be famous so I can meet Adam Sandler. That's my goal. <laughs> and so that I love Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore is probably my all-time favorite movie, if not top three at least. So I'm gonna have to go with Happy Gilmore. All right, Kevin, you're halfway there because my girl tells me I dress like Adam Sandler. So you're you're halfway to meeting ha Adam Sandler. I, I <laughs> That's perfect. Mexican That's perfect. Adam Sandler. Mexican, Mexican Adam, Sandler. Adam Sandler. That'll work. That'll work. 
You mentioned basketball a lot. I, I, I have to wonder, are you a Memphis Grizzlies fan? I am. Well, I mean, I guess you could say just because I'm around the area, but I don't follow basketball like that. Uh, but I do love basketball. I played it in high school, and, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but, I mean, I hope the Grizzlies are, what, second in the West right now? Something well, like yeah. that? But, but I mean, that's funny to me that you you like playing basketball, but you don't like to follow basketball. Do you just like hate all sports? And you're just one of those guys that I'm. Hey, I just do this to pay the bills, man. I just, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'd rather be duck hunting. <laughs> no, that's the reason why I don't. Is because I love baseball. I just follow baseball. Literally, when we get home, all we do is baseball. That's all it is. All right, so, let me call an audible. Then, are you a Jordan ahead. or a LeBron guy? <sighs> See, that's tough. You know, LeBron's done it for so long that I have to give – I mean, you almost have to give it to LeBron, but I like watching Jordan better. Maybe because it was in a different area. Maybe people were smaller back then or the competition level wasn't as great or whatever people say, but I like watching Jordan a lot better than LeBron. The, the only answer is – Oh, oh, oh everyone's going to come at you. All the old heads. All the old heads. Yeah. When Jerry Hairston interviews, Gavin, be careful because yeah. you <laughs> cannot say anything bad about Michael Jordan. Yeah, because we're going to have to Bob and weave that from Jerry. From Harry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but the, only, the only correct answer is Michael Jordan. Go ahead, one. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm with you, Gavin. I, I mean, it's an unfair question for Gavin. I mean, when you watch the Michael Jordan videos, did you watch them in black and white? I mean, you're you're too young to be watching the Michael <laughs> Jordan stuff. You're you're clearly a LeBron guy. Oh, well, thank God! Thanks, thank God for the last dance. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we're gonna end the show the way we always end the show. As I mentioned, you're on the show with a bunch of Mexicans here, and when you come to LA, we're we're gonna help you out with this, but. We need to know, do you like tacos, Gavin? If you do like tacos, what is your favorite taco? And can you get good tacos in Arkansas? You cannot. You cannot get good tacos. Like Arizona, anything west, you cannot find any of these tacos, street tacos. I did find some tacos in um, Costa Maya that were unbelievable. What were they? What kind? I guess they were, they were carne asada. Kind of, okay, so is that your favorite then? Your yeah, go-to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would have to say so. All right. So when you so. when you make the team and you're a, a mainstay at Dodger Stadium, we're gonna come down there and and we're gonna bring you some tacos. We're gonna take you on the tour of L.A. and you will be an honorary Mexican by the time we're we're done with this, Gavin. You're just gonna be eating Mexican food. I love that. On. I love that. I love food. So anything that you know entails food, I'm there. I just like how he was straight up like you cannot find good tacos here. He, like he didn't even hold back. You can't. Even... I mean, you're gonna go to just some Mexican restaurant that that you know you you can't find good tacos. It's so hard to find good tacos. I I, I really want to be there, Alonzo, because I want to hear Gavin tell the restaurant with that accent. Yeah. These tacos suck, man. <laughs> you call these tacos? <laughs> tacos. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I just Arkansas. You need to get it together. I mean, that's just where it's at. Get your shit oh, together, I Arkansas. I agree. Or as every Mexican calls it, Arkansas. So get it together, yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, Gavin, you're always welcome here at the Cardenas. That whether we have tacos or not, sometimes we get pizza. You know, we call audibles. But, uh, but you're always welcome here to, uh, to stop by, and we would love to catch up with you as the season goes along because apparently. Baseball's easy, so we would love to talk about that with you. <laughs> I just try to simplify. I don't. It's not easy by no means. I just try to make it as simple as possible. 
Hey, I subscribe to the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid, so I can respect that. So, so whatever, <laughs> hey, whatever works, that's what you got to do. Gavin Stone, if uh, if you're not following him on the socials, go find him. Gavin, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Gavin B Stone. Really, anything, Twitter, Instagram. That's really all I have. Gavin B Stone. Go do what I'm going to do. Go follow him, and uh, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Gavin, thank you for the time, and good luck the rest of the uh, well. Good luck with the season hasn't even started yet. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. Always. You're always welcome. Thanks, Gavin. Juanito, I think the kids are all right. I've said that before. I'll say it again. That I, I'm I, I, Now that we, obviously we've seen, some of us have seen Gavin pitch. Now that we've heard Gavin as a person, uh, I, I mean, you can't help but root for the guy, right? Dude, I, I was very impressed uh, by uh, he is just, he's not buying. He won't take it. Nope. He will not take the bait, man. I mean, you when you read off his numbers, his ERA, like the guy went through three levels last year, all right? And every time I hear this from people, there's always an adjustment. People always struggle when they move up a level. This dude didn't. Like his ERA was lower, and yes, the sample size was only six games. Right. But his ERA was lower in AAA than it was at AA, and he's facing dudes in AAA. It's not like, you know, it's just a bunch of chumps. But this guy is just so nonchalant about, like, yeah, yeah it is. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. It really is. Like, he has that mentality. Like, dude, this is just baseball, man. It's like, I'm just going out there and doing what I'm doing, which I would love to see him at the major league level when he gets in a jam. Right. When the bases are loaded. Like, if he still has that serial killer mentality where he's not phased by it, then he might be a real winner. I mean, he might be one of those guys that it's going to be like, yeah, everybody was talking about Bobby Miller. Everybody was talking about all these other guys. It was really Gavin Stone was the guy that everyone should have been talking about. No, and I mean, we, and we've heard it from countless people. You know, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, they're they're the future, right? They are you know, the upcoming, and I mean, listen, the, the reason I brought up those stats, anyone that knows me knows that I, I don't like to do that sort of stuff to guys because at the end of the day, you still got to earn your stripes. You know, the, uh, the, the old saying in Spanish, el tigre necesita otro raya. Um, but, but I think the, the reason it was important to point out, he played in the Pacific Coast League. The, like you said, Juan, those are dudes, but also those ballparks play big. There's a lot of home runs that are hitting the PCL. And and it's not an easy league to pitch in. So I think at the end of the day, that that transitional growth is is good because, like you said, going from levels, his ERA dropped. When in reality, there should have been a bit of a transition period, right? And but but again, the thing I, I liked is the mindset. I'm going out there to do my job. And no disrespect to the Great Lakes. That's that's you know that's a ball. It's high a ball. I'm not saying that that league isn't anything, and they're a bunch of chumps. He beat the the ERA went down, right? And you just have to point that out because the guy has stuff. Roger, what was your takeaway? I mean, you've you've been a lifelong Dodger fan. You've you've paid attention to the prospectus, uh, you know, list for years. What what was your takeaway from Gavin? Just the the just those same things. I mean, just he was one of those guys that just like jumped on everybody's radar like last year, right? Like I think at the beginning of the year, like. You really hadn't heard much of Gavin Stone. And then as the year progressed, it was like, okay, this guy moved up a level. Now I moved up another level. And, you know, by the end of the year, you know, he was pitching to the Dodgers, you know, pre, pre-playoffs, right? So that's how much he, he improved or, you know, got better. 
and just made that that jump. And I think, you know, we had Max Muncy on. You know, he, this is a guy that Max Muncy was like really impressed with him is what he had. And I mean, he was super impressed that he thought he could have pitched for them in the postseason. You know, so that's, you know, that's uh, I'm really curious to see when he's going to get to the show this year. You know, where it's going to be. You know, towards the end of the year or. You know, will he be up in, in, in you know, mid-year and how he's going to adjust to now being in the show? So that's going to be interesting. How is he going to struggle? You know, is he going to be able to come out and kind of show the glimpses of who he is and then, you know, kind of get sent back down and then he comes back up? You know, it'll be interesting to see how, how he responds when he gets that first call up. I think he'll transition okay because the thing is, is he has experience as a relief pitcher and he has experience as a starter. That's kind of why I asked him that question. Uh, in college, you know, he he had saves, all that stuff at, at UCA. And then they his junior year, they transitioned him to a starter. Remember, they transitioned him his junior year as a starter. That's three years, right? So, so I don't foresee it being an issue. But the thing that I'm excited to see is he loves baseball. Like that's the, the all you 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 can take away from all all that stuff is, you know, he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. Obviously, his parents did a great job with him. But man, does he love baseball? He hates basketball. He, he hates other sports. Uh, you know, he's not a fan of those other sports. But at the end of the day, he eats, breathes, and lives baseball. And you know what? That in itself is enough for me to get excited to see him at the next level. Because if he's already pitching like that to dudes, I can't imagine how he's going to be pitching to the dudes. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. The other thing I was really impressed about. You know, sometimes when we're talking to these players and you ask them a question, I feel like you can see the wheels turning in their head about, uh, how should I answer this? What do I want to say? I didn't see any of it with this kid. Like, I asked him anything, and he literally just told me whatever was on his mind. I hope he stays like that. I really don't hope he I, that he becomes a little more guarded once he gets into the show and he starts talking to guys like Dylan Hernandez and they start asking him questions to try to goad him, let's say, on on days where you know he had a bad start or something like that i was really i was really impressed by how laid back he was and the, the look the man is he's a duck hunter he's yeah. he's a man of the people and you know now we know that mexican adam sander will be making an appearance and i i just i can't wait to go around with my twang just saying you call these tacos I, I, I did like how he basically told Arkansas to get their shit together. And that for me <laughs> is, is that's, that's signs of, of growth and, uh, and, and expectation there with, with, uh, the youngster. I also like how he's not jaded by where he's at in the ranks. You know, he keeps his head above water and, uh, and he goes about it the right way. And you know what? A part of that too is cultural, you know, cultural things like that are super important. And that's one of the reasons why I, I make a heavy emphasis on culture, you know, around baseball teams uh, and baseball stuff, because a lot of people don't realize the impact that that has on you, because if you don't go about your business the right way, then you're not going to be successful. The future is very bright for Gavin Stone. Very, very bright. And I think it, it wouldn't be at all out of the realm if he does make it to the show this year, especially with the youth movement that they're putting in place. But it also goes to show the Dodgers depth is preposterous. I've said it before. I will say it again because two of their arms have still not made it to the show that are, you know, top 10 prospects. And yet a lot of people have said you can go one, a one B with a couple of them. And realistically it's three because Ryan Pepio is in the mix too. Right? So there's, 
the 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 future is bright and i understand why max muncie even said what he said when we talked to him that hey we didn't need to make the splashy signing we went out and did what we needed to do now we just got to go out and, and handle the damn thing and i'm i'm pretty excited about that so is it all are we all in agreement here i mean i know roger's not a betting man and neither well juan used to be but he had a for personal reasons had to step away uh that that gavin will be in the show this year yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, he'll be there. Um, when, like I said, that I, I figure maybe maybe towards the middle, towards the end, I think we'll see him. One, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I really feel they're, I feel they're gonna, they're gonna protect him the way they did with Urias. I, I, I feel they're gonna be with this guy. I, I feel for him to move up as quickly as they have, I think they're going to be very protective of him. I think there's going to be a, an, a limit on his innings and, and stuff like that. I, I mean, I'd be surprised, but I mean, wh- what am I going to do? Am I going to argue with Max Muncie when Max Muncie tells us, Hey, the guy could have been on the playoff roster. Yeah. Like if Muncie's saying like he saw his stuff, if he's saying his stuff plays with major leaguers, how do you keep that guy? off the major league roster, but we all know the Dodgers front office are, are risk averse. They're going to do, but who knows their hand might be forced because by the end of the year, I mean, we don't know there might be injuries or anything like that. They might be forced. They might not have a choice and they might have to go to, to Gavin stone. But Hey, I was very impressed with the fact that even though he's never had a good taco, he already knows what bad tacos are. Yeah. And yep. that's why he was just like, nah, I, I don't, I don't really have a good taco. So I can't wait until he comes to the LA so we can give him some tacos. That's called growth one. Cause when you can admit that, that, that something is trash before you've had a good one, then, you know, a real one's no, they understand. If you know, you know, I, I will say this last thing I'll say about Gavin to your point one, I think what it's going to come down to is like you said, some injuries might, might play a factor in what they do, but also uh, if he comes out, guns are blazing in camp. I think they're going to continue to let him develop his thing, but also some people have said he's undersized. I feel yeah. like that's a that's a, I think that's a fair criticism that he's undersized, but you can't say that about a lot of guys because I mean they said the same thing about Pedro Martinez, right? Yeah, he's undersized. that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah can't do it. So and, and, and even to a certain degree, you could say that about Walker Buehler, even right? And and so I think it's worked out for those guys. So I'm not that angle. I'm not overly worried about, but I do think they'll protect his his. You know, the chambers, right? How many bullets he throws this year? Uh, because he is still a young guy. He's 24. I, I know a lot of people say, oh, that's an older prospect. But listen, he hasn't been to the show yet, so you got to you gotta build him up because that is a different beast. I'm excited for Gavin. Hopefully it all works out. But in the end, if you're able to go watch him, go watch him play. That, he's, that, that's going to be a dude one day. Uh, but, uh, but we will go ahead and wrap this guy up. Uh, big thanks to Bet Online for presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, if you head on over to betonline.ag and use our promo code, which is believe B L E A V, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Big thanks to them from your boys Alonso y Juan and the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger, who is a heel by the way. Uh, this has been another edition of the Believe Los Podcast. We will catch you down the road, and uh, thanks again to Gavin Stone. Stay safe, stay up, and we'll see you soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.